That's the Japanese national anthem. It's fucking rad. <laughs> Carl. What? Ah, uh, I pranked you. What's your name? I know. Dean. Carl. It is week seven. Week seven of Codename Chicken Podcast. Week seven. We nearly at that sort of double digits. Nearly, nearly. We're so close to it. So Get close. Wait, will our d- double digits be the, our Christmas special? Oh, shit, son. I think it might be. We're going to do that before or after Christmas? I don't know because I can't do the maths in my head. We'll work it out closer to the time. Um, yeah. Do you remember that number wang we had? <laughs> yes. Uh, the 555 on the fifth episode? Yes. Um, yes, yes. That was 555 total downloads. The current number wang we're looking at is 123 downloads on the last episode. Hey. That's number wang. That's number wang. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Loving it. Um, yeah. It's nice thank to see... For, thank you for listening, people. It's nice to see that people are, like, subscribed because you, you publish it and then... Like it just you know shoots up. I quite like that, and it's growing steadily, which I also like. Yeah, if if you are a regular listener and you feel like helping out, you can always just leave us a little review in iTunes because that helps a lot. Apparently, um, shout out especially to, for a new show. Shout out to Kyle, my pen pal, because he did a, a five star review on iTunes. Oh my god! Thank you, Kyle. Before either of us did it, I don't know if I've done it yet or not. I need to. It, I don't use the iTunes app, the podcast I, app. Oh, I just I went to desktop iTunes, uh, dropped five stars and uninstalled it. <laughs> <laughs> what else do I want it for? It's shit. It's iTunes. It's iTunes, yeah. It's so bad. I installed it and it crashed from scrolling. <laughs> I was scrolling down because um, we had a bit of spike in like a, like downloads and I thought, well, maybe it's in that new and noteworthy. So I'm scrolling down and it just crashed. And so I relaunched it, and it just won't let you scroll through a big list. So I was like, fuck this noise. <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyway, here we are again, week seven. What are we jabbering on about this week? Well, I've got a new MacBook. you got a new dun, MacBook? Dun, dun. This isn't the MacBook. book about Macs. No, that's the Apple MacBook, which is a book by Apple about Mac. This is a Mac that's kind of in the shape of a book. Yes, this is a MacBook Pro, the 15-inch model, with touch bar, and it's pretty much fully specced, apart from the 2-terabyte hard drive, which I can't justify paying an extra £700 for. Sorry, what? £700 for a 2-terabyte hard drive? Yeah, yeah, so... I've got the one terabyte model, like a peasant. Uh, for another terabyte, you have to pay like 730 oh, quid, I think. This is going to be an SSD though, right? It's a PCI SSD thingy, yeah. Yeah, that would be expensive. Probably not 700 pounds expensive, but pretty expensive. I don't know if two terabytes on a chip. I don't know if anyone else actually makes them at any reasonable cost, but... You can make a... I think you can buy them in like one terabyte drops. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I've I've got that model, and so far it's been great. No graphics issues. No graphics issues. So I've got the ATI Radeon four sixty graphics in it, which I, is a Polaris based graphics mobile GPU thingy. 
I love that they still put ATI in there. They, like ATI was bought by AMD <laughs> so long ago, but they still insist on putting ATI on things. That's weird. <laughs> I don't. I don't like that. ATI yeah. Radeon. Yeah. So um, I haven't played many games on it, but I'm assuming it's pretty okay for playing games on. I've played a bit of Elite Dangerous, and that was quite smooth at quite high resolution. I think after we sort of sleuthed it out when you were talking about the specs just after you bought it i think that's one of the sort of pro cards rather than a gaming card it's more of like a rendering workhorse type card but yeah it should have yeah. the beef there to still you know push those pixels yeah so primarily the better graphics card is for i mean this is a book this is a apparently a laptop for pro users not for gamers so yeah gaming is its primary purpose um so all the components, such as the graphics card, are more tailored to doing pro tasks, such as like you know rendering 3D or you know crunching video in Final Cut Pro. I've been editing some 4K video, and it does that beautifully with no lag, and it's just so quick and snappy and whatever. Very nice. <clears throat> and it's got a touch bar, which is quite cool because I installed this app, which um, turns it into you know Night Rider. Oh wow. Yeah, the, the touch bar at the top, which is like a big giant touch screen, it turns it into the Knight Rider little red thing that goes swish swash back and forth. Can you get the files to have Doom run on it? Yeah, you can actually run Doom on it, which is pretty stupid because you can't actually see what's going on. Um, I think it's so squish because um, it's like 60 pixels high, I think. Or I think there was, a, there was a fix for it after that, I think, that made the the touch bar be like the the bottom bar of the like the doom marines face and the health and ammo and everything and then the rest of the screen be the the, the rest of the game but i think it also stretched the rest of the game weirdly to make that work so it was a bit mm. weird and odd but doom runs on fucking anything like last year someone got it to run on a printer <laughs> like the, the the little screen yeah. on a printer someone managed to get doom run on it with the controls like for the printer yeah, I think the most impressive thing about Doom running on it is not that Doom can run on it because it's you know it's a big giant beefy PC with an i7 and tons of RAM or whatever. Mm. It's um, the actual chip that runs it. It's a separate chip that controls the touchscreen. So basically, it's about as powerful as an Apple Watch. So it's like an Apple Watch running Doom. So that's quite. Yeah, I mean, I sneeze. Have... <laughs> Bless yeah. you. I'm not going to edit it out because I'm too lazy. I have no problems believing that like the the tech inside an Apple Watch can run Doom because let's face it, Doom would probably run on a paperclip. Like it's, I don't know though. Yeah, I just love this this thing with Doom that people always like. Something comes out of a tiny little fucking screen and it's like, let's get Doom on it. It's <laughs> completely impractical, but let's make Doom work on it. Doom is the benchmark <laughs> for like basic hacking things. Like I like to think that before any sort of like homebrew or jailbreaking or anything was done on PS3, they managed to get Doom running on it. Like that's where I see Doom at the moment. But I I, I digress. Back to your MacBook. Yeah. Um, back to the MacBook. So, is there any questions you've got as someone who doesn't use Apple products that much and is quite I, cynical about them? I, well, I, is it cynical or is it just? They don't suit your needs, we'll put it that way. They don't suit my needs. I like the way that um, Google sort of like runs my life. Um, 
<laughs> no, I, just, I like the way that my phone sort of talks to my desktop PC wherever I am. Like, that's pretty sweet with, like, Chrome mm. integration. Uh, iOS just isn't for me, to be fair. But, you know, that's fine. I do love Apple design. It's so yeah. sleek and nice. I dislike... I mean, how many ports has this one got this time? We've got four ports, and they're all USB-C, and I've got one headphone jack. Oh, my God, you've got a headphone jack. Yeah, you have to pay like 600 quid extra for that, but it's totally worth it. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> no, that was a lie. <laughs> I know it was, but I it's haven't... It's believable. Even... It's believable. I sustain that because some people will actually believe that because it's, you know, Apple would charge for a headphone port. Of course they'd do that. You know, that people would find that believable, I think. There'll be a VG 24-7 article tomorrow. <laughs> These fucking chuckle fucks on Codename Chicken <laughs> talking about £700 for a fucking headphone port. Um, we don't have that kind of influence. I wish we did. That'd be great. One day. One day we'll build millionaires <laughs> as uh, National Treasure, whatever his name is, says. Uh, but yeah, uh, I like the look of this MacBook personally. Yeah, it's not for me. I don't use um, <clears throat> laptops anyway. Like, I'm just not a fan of them, really. For for my sort of uh, computer needs, then there's not much that a laptop's going to offer me. Like I want uh, big and beefy or my phone. Like I'm fine. But it does look like a very nice piece of kit. Um, I do wonder about how strong it is. Like I want to see someone drop one. Hmm. I know it's yeah, like you're not going to see me dropping it. <laughs> it's all metal, isn't it? Yeah, it's all aluminum. It's all like a single block of aluminum that's been milled out. And... Do you want to try that one again? No, aluminum is fine. Um, no. What? We speak the Queen's English here, Dean. God damn it! It's aluminium. 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 Fucking aluminium. Aluminum. Are you Northern and American? <laughs> I drift. I drift a lot between accents. I could give a shit. Oh, that's the one that puts my head in so much. I can't. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Every time, like on an American TV show or something, they go, I could give a shit. And it's like, you couldn't give a f- oh! I could give a shit implies that you have a shit to give, whereas I couldn't give a shit replies that you couldn't even give a shit to their problem. Like, I couldn't give a shit is the correct usage. I'm done being angry. <laughs> Chill have, out. Chill. I Breathe. have a platform to say these things now. <laughs> <laughs> this is your fault for giving me a fucking platform. No, this is what the world wants. This is what the world needs is this platform. It's you voicing these things out. It doesn't grind my gears and it doesn't boil my piss. It just fills me with fucking rage. Like, <laughs> I, I could give a shit. How did, how do they not see the glaring problem in this thing that they use like all the time? <sighs> oh, anyway. Um, yes, great machine. And, and about the dongle situation, because yeah. it's all USB-C and I've got no USB-C devices. There aren't many. Um, there will be now that Apple has a device that's like splattered with USB-C ports. Yeah, so... And that's a good thing because I've got a USB-C device and there aren't many things that I can plug it into like to use its full yeah. potential. So Apple, hopefully by doing this, it's going to push forward the USB-C standard and get more people to adopt it because people who buy new products who want it to be 
compatible with their new MacBooks. And then once all these products are on the shelves, they, uh, more and more PC and laptop manufacturers will start putting USB-Cs into their devices. Uh, some devices, if you're lucky, have one. I've got one port on my PC motherboard. Yeah. Which USB-C yeah. and like I've got a billion USBs and just one USB-C. I think that's indicative <laughs> of the rest of the market. There's a billion USB sort of yeah, 3.1 yeah, like devices and, and not many USB-C devices. Smartphones are starting exactly. to yeah, bring it out now. I honestly can't see a a situation or a use case in which USB, like say 3.1, the top end of the old standard, is in any way better than USB-C. USB-C is better in every single way. Like, just, I mean, just for a fucking kickoff, it's reversible. Have you ever tried to lean over yeah. the back of your PC and plug in a USB? You put it in one way, it doesn't work. So you flip it and it still doesn't work. And then you flip it again and it works. It's a fucking paradox. But your USB it just slaps straight in there. Oh. Yeah, that's. Uh, I do love the actual USB-C ports. So I've bought these adapters, hmm. which plug on to the end of USB-A Are they shapes. Official Apple The big adapters? chunky ones. <clears throat> no, no, just on Amazon. I was going to say, I bet the official Apple ones are really expensive. No, they're actually the same price, but I prefer these ones because they're a bit more compact and oh. metal. Um, cool. And they match the colour of my MacBook, which is space grey. I've gone for the black-ish space grey model. I like Apple's um, colouring system. It's space grey. What's the white one? It's got a stupid name. I can't remember. I don't know. It's like... Um, they've. Yeah, they have Jet Black. Yeah. Which is, I think, the one I've got, Matte Black and White. I liked it when Google came out with the Pixel and Pixel XL. And they were like, <laughs> it's, um, what was it? Very, it was really blue, very silver. Much red. <laughs> Much red. Wow. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> oh, let's not talk memes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. I think it was no, I think it was really black, very blue, and kind of pink with a purpley hue. Quite silver or something like that. Something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. But they were quite not rememberable names, but quite catchy at the time. But then I think like space grey, <laughs> you know exactly what you're gonna get. Um yeah. it's very sort of it's, it's a very sort of Apple way to go about it. It's simple, sleek, elegant, like it does what it says on the tin. Mm-hmm. It's probably a very expensive. Like we're probably getting charged for saying space grey, but um, yes, they do license out the name mm. to people who say it out loud. So you've cost me a fortune so far. Yeah, that's cool. I'm pretty sure it's your name tied to everything to do with this podcast. And that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got full liability here. <clears throat> Talking of full liability, oh. I beer can't, time. Um, let me do a clink. Cheers. That's a glass of gin and tonic because um, I thought my housemate was going to be back yesterday. Uh, he's currently in Belgium, securing <laughs> me a lot of my favourite beer, the uh, the Rochefort Ten, because you can just buy it in fucking shops there for two euros and sixty nine cents. Like if I want to buy it here, I have to go on Amazon and pay like ninety quid for a for a twenty pack or something. Now you've got your passport, we should get a train to Belgium one time. I actually don't have it yet. I have to wait oh. for my housemate to get back so he can fill in part of the form because I don't look like I did 10 years ago. Oh, 
yeah. But that, but, um, I could get someone else to do it, but that means leaving the house. I mean, <laughs> what am I? Caveman. <laughs> cool. So this week, I'm drinking the Samuel Adams Rebel IPA. Come again? So Samuel Adams, you had a bottle last week. Uh, this is their... I think you did, didn't you? I had Samuel Adams Boston Lager. Boston Lager, yeah. So this is Samuel Adams, the brand who have made Rebel IPA, which is some Indian pale ale of their salt. I wonder if Brewdog are okay with that. Uh, They don't. Oh, yeah, Rebel IPA. IPA. They make Punk IPA. Oh, yeah. Uh, To be honest, they probably make a Rebel too if you give them a chance. They probably make a lot of things. Um, Product of the USA, strong beer. Read the back. I bet it says brewed in England. Return for refund. Brewed and bottled by Corporation Boston Beer in Quebec. So that's not American, it's Canadian. Yeah. It's more French than anything, isn't it, really? Oh, no, it's imported from Canada. Canada. No, no, it's actually brewed in America. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. So I wonder why it's... Oh, never mind. Maybe the other one's just brewed on their license and this one's actually imported, but yeah, cool. It's uh, Let's have a taste. Go for it. I'm going to drink my um, gin and tonic. Okay, it just tastes like a cheaper brew dog. Yeah. It tastes, yeah, pretty good IPA. This tastes like Gordon's gin. It's not even good gin. I mean, it is Gordon's, but Gordon's isn't particularly good. I'm into gin. Nice. You know, I, like I like gin. gin, but I don't like drinking gin in public because people are, like just assume I'm a fucking hipster. <laughs> yeah, I think we've we've spoken about that before. I'm part of a gin club, craftginclub.com. It's just one of those yeah, right. um, monthly box type things. <clears throat> yeah, so it's like loot crate, but for gin. They send you a nice bottle of gin once every two months. Is that 20 quid a month? Uh, 40 quid and you get a full bottle of gin it's like a craft gin like artisanal wow whatever and you get 80 pounds for a bottle of gin every two months no or do you I get one delivered every two months I pay 40 pound every two months ah okay oh, that's, yeah that's, I can see that then that's fine and I get a bottle of gin get some snacks get some uh, artisanal tonics mm. and uh, yeah it's not bad for a decent bottle of gin I'm going to ask. They do taste completely different. Yeah, they taste completely different and fragrant from your standard gins that I've tried. So it's worth trying out. I'm going to take the link for that from you after the show and get involved. Um, I kind of hope it's a rum one because I'm I'm a rum man myself. um, (laughs) (laughs) This this thing about um, having certain drinks in public and how they're like perceived or whatever. Hmm. I've got two things about this. I went out on a stag do recently for my good friend's wedding. I was the best man, don't you know? I'm, a, I'm the better man. rubbing the dust off my shoulder at the moment like a rap man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and one of, the, one of the guys out with us was on uh, Arches and Lemonade. And like, what? Yeah, and everyone's I'm, ribbing him for it. And I've never heard of that drink before. It's Arches with Lemonade in it. I mean, it's not <laughs> complicated. But uh, yeah, everyone was like sort of destroying him for it. And as a laugh, we went, oh yeah, go on then, let's all just, let's just get a big round of Archers and Lemonade. Ho, ho, ho. Lads, mad lads. <laughs> um, 
And you know what? It was fucking tasty. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, I bet it, that's the thing. Like, do you drink to be manly or do you drink to have something that tastes nice and refreshing? That's the thing. Uh, so at the wedding for which this stag do was a precursor, um, I would normally drink Captain Morgan's Black, um, mm-hmm. primarily because it tastes nice and secondarily because male members of my family when I was younger tried to force me into supporting uh, Millwall Football Club who uh, were sponsored by Captain Morgan's back in the day and I remember having a Captain Morgan's t-shirt like a a Millwall t-shirt with Captain Morgan's on it so when I grew older and went after rum that's the one I went for and I quite liked it but they ran out of that and I had to drink this stuff called Mount Gay like a like a gay mountain and you know, that's fine. Like I've, I've, it's a name at the end of the day. I don't really have a problem with it. But everyone's like, oh, Mount Gay. And I was just like, for fuck's sake, let me drink my nice tasting rum. And it was a nice tasting rum. Like, I don't like this thing of being judged by what you're drinking. Like, just drink whatever the fuck you want to drink. Yeah. Drink what tastes nice. So when we going for some gin? Whenever you want, pal. <laughs> um, we're not doing it anywhere around here. I've been to no. those places. It's, I go into a pub that I used to go to when I was younger, and then suddenly it's like an artisanal gin distillery where they serve, like, sort of fucking, I don't even know, like, craft sausage rolls on, like, weathered china plates, and everywhere has been attacked with sandpaper, so it looks really old. And, like, there's people... Walking. Craft sausage rolls. Yeah, like, I went on a... Um, a date with someone uh, to the old post office in Eltham, which, as I remember it, was kind of a rough pub. Um, but in, in 2015, it turns out it's like a fucking hipster hotspot. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nice. Like, I'm I'm not into that. Like, all these... If you're a hipster, I guess, whatever. You know, you do you. Live in your truth and whatever but it just feels like a room full of people that are very worried about what they look like and how they're acting or whatever. I, I think just go out and be yourself and do, you know, do you. But that is themselves. That's, that is who they are. But it's not though. If you're worrying about, if you're constantly worrying about what you look like or what people are thinking about you or, you know, yeah. being seen drinking gin because that's the cool thing to do or the not cool thing to do as, as the hipsters want. Like, that's not being yourself, is it? I think being yourself is going out and drinking the Archers and Lemonade, if you like that. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Yeah, just... What if Archers and Lemonade is the hipster thing to do? What if, what if hipsters get into Archers and Lemonade? What, what, would we, what would we do then? I mean, if I wanted to drink an Archers and Lemonade, I'd still drink an Archers and Lemonade. I just wouldn't do it around hipsters. <laughs> I wouldn't give them the satisfaction. <laughs> Or I'd so, be like uber hipster, you know, like um, Quadrophenia with like the uber mod. Oh, I'd, yeah. I'd be like uber hipster and be like, yeah, I was way into Archers and Lemonade before anyone else knew about it. <laughs> it's probably too cool for you. <laughs> talking of sandwiches, I've got a new sandwich that I like. <laughs> we'll be talking about sandwiches. I was thinking about sandwiches. I listened back to last week's episode and you did it last week as well. <laughs> <laughs> you just went, I 
just do the most random segues. You went talking about healthy. I've got a new drone. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Sandwich. Yeah, um, I've got a new favourite sandwich. Mm. Lay it on me. Okay, so um, normally I don't like sandwiches from shops. No, you know, the pre-made ones. Normally a bit shitty, a bit dry, a bit dry, a bit shitty. But around Christmas time, they get some nice Christmas special sandwiches. Yeah, I, know which I think they put. Yeah, they put a bit more love and attention into them. <coughs> Bless you. I'm dying. Cough it up, pal. Cough it up, cough it up. That was the beer going down the wrong way. Where was I? Sam Adams. Fucking Sam Adams. Cunt. (laughs) So. (laughs) 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 Fuck you, Sam Adams. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, new Sam. Yeah, sandwiches, sandwiches, sandwiches. Mm. Yeah, so all these uh, shops get these lunchtime specials where you get a sandwich, a chocolate bar or something and a drink um and they got all these special christmas sandwiches so i thought i'd try one and i tried one from the co-op uh, my local little supermarket okay and it's called boxing day lunch i actually am familiar with this sandwich being that i work in a co-op oh wow yeah so um yeah it's got smoked ham smoked turkey it's got a, a festive chutney mm. and a winter slaw coleslaw winter coleslaw whatever makes it winter i don't know yeah i don't know and it tastes so good it's like not too dry it's got good taste got a bit of crunch to it and it's got nice flavors all around i haven't eaten it because i'm not a fan of turkey uh i'd say uh, uh, do you like chicken yeah but don't do that that comparison because it's not the same it's it's not uh it's not turkey-ish because it's like the slices of turkey not not like turkey turkey. It's like Bernard Matthews turkey oh, slice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's not like proper turkey. So I'd, I'd recommend trying it, even if you don't like turkey, because it doesn't... Yeah. Turkey's quite a bland, neutral flavour, and the ham more than makes up for it, as as with everything else. It's got quite a lot of meat in it as well. It's quite quite thick with meat. You've had turkey, uh, turkey bacon? Yeah, I have. It's an abomination. Oh, really? I quite like it. No, it's just not got it's not got the fat on it. Yeah, I mean, um, we've got very opposing views on bacon. Anyway, yeah, we had a bacon argument this morning. <laughs> Dean delayed the show so that he could have a bacon sandwich, and then what he showed me was a fucking travesty. <laughs> like, what do you do? Just like pour gasoline on it and set fire? Like, because what you showed me was like some purple and black mess. When I expect to see bacon, I expect to see pink and like tender floppy. And floppy and if you bite into it it tears instead of just like snapping in half no i prefer my bacon on the crispiest side i did burn it this morning because i was watching a trailer for white rabbit which is the new netflix mythbusters show with the old Myth- mythbusters cast yeah, the, it's not mythbusters but it's definitely mythbusters show it's yeah, exactly. It's it's like the new Top Gear on Amazon thing. It's like, yeah, we've just copied the formula and got some of the old actors and whatever. So, um, yeah, no, I accidentally burnt my bacon. So it was a bit more burnt than what I normally do, but I do prefer my bacon crispier than tender. There is one time where I accept crispy bacon. 
Uh, that is where I go to my mum's house for Christmas. It's wrapped around a sausage. No, because I like it to tear then as well. She knows this. Oh. She does it properly. Um, she does it wrongly. She does it correctly. <laughs> That's your northern sensibilities getting in the way, you traitor. Um, no, she covers the turkey in, in bacon overnight. And then in the morning, you just pour the bacon off and whack it in a sandwich. Oh, wow. Um, then I can deal with it crispy because it's a quick, like, two-second job. You just get a bit of bread, slap some bacon in it, and you're done. But, like, if I'm cooking a bacon sandwich for me, for myself, it's pink, it's floppy, and it tears. I do... Can, can we at least... It, each side. Just, just under a minute. Okay, I'll do three... Wow, that's triple. And my cast iron skillet. I've got a frying pan. Actually, I use a wok. Wok. Because <laughs> it's the one that doesn't stick. Can we at least agree that um, the brown sauce is the way to go? Yeah. Uh, if you absolutely have to have sauce in your bacon sandwich, it should be brown sauce. And I know that we have American listeners. Uh, and also Canadian, so I just want to say, uh, you you guys live in a bacon lie. <laughs> your bacon isn't real bacon. Your bacon is a shit disgrace. It's uh, wake up, sheeple. Yeah, fucking sheeple. What are you, lizard men? Like, <laughs> I just got on a David Ick tip. Then that was a bit weird. Uh, yeah, like your bacon is all thin and long and leathery and weird. What's going on there? We've I'd like got- to spend the rest of the episode just insulting American food. Yeah, please go to Google and, and Google like Danish bacon. I'm not even going to claim it's English. It's definitely Danish. Like it's Danish bacon. Go look at Danish bacon. It's so much better. Look at what yeah, you can achieve. Not the streaky, fat, fat laden bits you get. It's called back bacon normally. Mm, smoked. <clears throat> There's a a big contingent of like applewood smoked recently, which I'm into. I like that. Mm. I don't know apple what it wood means. Cheddar. Applewood is a type of wood. Oh, they literally smoke it with like wood from an apple tree. Uh, it makes sense. I, I guess applewood is the wood from an apple tree. I guess. I mean, it does taste nice. It's yeah, different. It's uh, different from like normal bacon. I like applewood smoked cheddar. That's one of my favourite cheeses. Now it's getting into Christmas cheese season. Are you smoking cheese now? They smoke smoke everything these days. Wow, kids are crazy. So uh, I think um, Google deep dive about applewood smoking. <laughs> so I, I've been. I tried to play a game, some games yesterday. Can I? Um, what have you found? What have you found? I'm just looking. I don't know what Gray's shop is, but I'm being taken there. Oh, how does this get you going? Applewood smoked beef jerky with a slow cooked tomato relish. Six times like six <laughs> grand punnets for six pounds ninety nine pence. I will be buying that. Ah, oh, thank you very much. Wow, <laughs> does that not sound like the best fucking thing ever? It. I'm not really a fan of beef jerky. Um, but then this country is notorious for having shit beef jerky. This, have you ever used Grays before? Uh, I haven't. No, but it's not a sponsor. I'll point that out straight away. Graze is a, uh, I mean, you've listened to podcasts, so you've probably heard about Nature Box, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I know what, about the concept of it, it. It's British Nature Box. Um, shit, they're doing meat now. <laughs> this is like my dream come true. Fuck Japan. 
I've got a free Grey's trial. Yeah, take it. Take it and get that beef. Okay. Anyway, well, just, uh, I intersected there to sort of do a beef. Let's do some beef evangelizing. <laughs> so I was going to say, I tried to play a computer game last night. Oh. oh. Two, two games that I liked kind of at launch, which was The Division and No Man's Sky. Let's I, I did, do you Division first. Division, okay. I quite liked it at launch. Um, mm. I played it, went through the levels, played with a few friends, got towards the end, finished the last boss, and then there's no end game to it, so I stopped <clears> playing. The end game so, is the Dark Zone, right? The end game was really broken, unbalanced, not fun, pointless. Filled with people like me. Yeah, you're basically trying to grind to get better gear for the sole purpose of being able to grind in harder places to get better gear with no real goal at the end of it. It's not like, you know, Warcraft where you've got these big raids to do together. You know, Mm. um, basically I extracted all the fun that I could out of it and set it aside and thought, yep, I'll leave that all alone. And same happened with No Man's Sky. I played that for like 30 or 40 hours had a lot of fun during the way, got bored because I've run out of endgame content and threw it in my little garbage pile of whatever. Then games have both had new patches recently. Mm-hmm. Um, big, 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 big content patches which change the game, add new stuff for the better and make like the end game more eventful and you know existent for a start. So yeah. I opened up No Man's Sky after installing this patch and it was glitchy as fuck. There was just this big giant... uh, Basically, the whole world was flashing in white, black and white, like in some sort of psychedelic pattern. Ooh. I'd recommend looking at the show notes. I've put a little YouTube video up of this travesty. Yeah, I could have done a trigger warning on that one because I nearly had a fit. (laughs) Uh, Can I... Was that on your fat rig or was that on your new macbook no that was my big fat rig well, i was gonna say if it was on the macbook it might be a uh unsupported card but there's no excuse for that on the fat rig no oh, yeah it works fine on my big rig and it's um apparently it's okay uh apparently this problem has been consistent on a few with a few different people i've seen a few different people re- report this mm-hmm. so um i guess I could Google for a fix, I guess, but I'm not too lazy. I don't really care that much about it to fix it. I've just been curious more than anything. I'll wait for another patch to fix it, I guess. I think it's hard to drag people back into the game as it is, but when they're greeted with something like that, it might as well just be like, well, you know, fuck you. Yeah, it's like, you know, we've had all this new stuff, and it's like, come on, just do a little bit of QA testing. Just a little bit of testing, or just, you know, do like a little open beta. We know they hired a full-time QA team. Well, that's public yeah. knowledge. That happened. Um, obviously, obviously not a good one. <laughs> so what else is public knowledge? What? Sean fucking Murray yeah. did a tweet. <laughs> He's broken his silence since... Um, it's been like nearly 100 days now since uh, No Man's Sky launched, I think. September, October, November. Yeah, but <laughs> getting there. Uh, it sounded very dejected. And did you see it? 
Yeah, yeah. It was like, we've been listening. Uh, like, you can say good could, things and bad. I think the quote was something like, if you could know what our lives have been like for the past three months. <laughs> if, you could have, <laughs> if you could have lived our lives for the last three months. And he's like, anyway, here's the patch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, mate. Guy. I'm sorry, but you bought that on your fucking self. Like, <laughs> I'm really sorry. You seem like a cool guy. Molly knew esque as you are, but you did bring that all upon yourself. And I, uh, I was talking about this with a friend yesterday. This patch seems weird, right? You, you'd think with all the beef they've been getting since launch, that the first thing they want to add is the stuff that's missing, <laughs> like instead of base building. Yeah, so we should probably talk about what the patch entails. It's got a new survival mode, mm-hmm. which I believe is just, it's like a permadeath. Permadeath, yeah. It's the same game, but with single, permadeath. Same game with, with permadeath, which is fine, I guess. Um, some people like that. Yep. Um, I don't think I ever died, except for when I, I never died. purposefully in killed for, myself. In 40, uh, yeah, because your, your ship flew away by itself. Mm-hmm. We've both <laughs> had... Um, angry no man's sky videos now because your yeah. video was angry i think you called sean murray a cunt in it <laughs> yeah i can't i can't remember what i, I might have done I, I, I don't think i did call him a cunt I'm, I'm not i'm not against him i'm just against the game that he's making i am almost certain that you called him out by name i i know i think i start off with sean fucking murray <laughs> Um, yeah, so Sean fucking Murray, that's yeah, <laughs> what have you done? I can't carry it on because of how fucking flashy it is. <laughs> yeah, seizure. Yeah, if, if I did call him a cunt, I, I apologize sincerely, but seriously, no, no man's sky. What's, what's the problem with it? So, um, yeah, so I've got this survival mode, and then they've got this creative mode where you can build a base and have uh, basically grow materials in it and it's i think you missed it there you can do that in all the modes um oh okay it's a core part of the game now uh yeah survival mode permadeath creative mode um i think there's you just get given unlimited resources to like build whatever and i think you can alter the landscape a little bit uh and then the old mode you know broken promises mode or whatever uh, it's the same but you can do base building in all of them um, oh I didn't know that and my when they announced it my immediate reaction was why do you want base building in a game about exploring a universe because surely you're going to build a base and then fuck off to the other side of the galaxy like and I think they've sort of asked and answered like you can apparently from any space station you can teleport to your base that you've built like you nominate a planet where your base is going to be and you can teleport there instantly like from wherever you are hmm. back to that planet and then back to the space station, which kind of breaks the whole exploration thing if you ask me, but you know, whatever. I'm not going back to it anyway. Um, so what have we got? We've got the new game modes, base building. Um, you can now spend a fuckload of credits on your own... Uh, what do you call that thing? Like a... Uh, carrier, uh, you know, cargo ship 
Oh. The ones you encounter out in space, like the huge cargo... Oh. Oh, uh, freighters. 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 You can buy a freighter for a fuckload of money. Um, there's uh, a new graphics set in, which I think might actually be only PS4 exclusive. Um, all the actual gameplay changes only seem to further the grind, is my problem with it. There is still no end game content, and... Spoilers! 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 There is no in-game content. You reach the middle of the universe, you get thrown back to the outside, game over. Like, you just start again with a broken ship, you lose all your progress, and start again. There's not even a fucking, like, explanatory cutscene. Explanatory cutscene, rather. <laughs> the game's a fucking joke, Dean. I don't... It is. It is. You at this point, you can't even blame people getting overhyped. I did enjoy what I played of it, but it's, um, but it's definitely not the game that was advertised. No, and it's if it was, I'd be playing it a lot more. Yeah, it's just another survival sim. It's another Daisy or Rust or Ark or uh, Unturned or any of those things. Except those have all got multiplayer, like they said they would have. <laughs> that's the thing if it had multiplayer that would have increased no a lot of people would have been a lot more forgiving a lot of people would have played with their friends and it would have just you know had a community a regular community built around it that should have been the first patch if it, it should net code uh, yeah we don't actually know what's being worked on because they're kind of keeping development a secret and after how open they was over the past few years, I don't blame <laughs> them because that didn't work at all for them. You know, they were over-promising, over-hyping. And now they're just saying, here's what the game is. You know, they're not announcing anything until it's released. Yeah, I mean, they've made a big point of that this is the, quote, foundation. <clears throat> Excuse me, foundation update. And um, lots more to follow, uh, etc. It's hard to get energised about you know, this game, even with base building, um, which to be clear is pretty much the only new thing. Like you can get the freighter, but all that does is it's like a base in space. It's like a mini private space station, essentially that you can store stuff in. Yeah. You're working so hard to earn money to buy all these things, but why, why you know what's the purpose and the planets once you've been to a few planets you realize there's not much variety they're all very dull that was in the past sense of uh, of what they they increased the sort of variability of terrain it's still going to be very dull and samey yeah no I, i mean dull and samey in the sense that nothing really happens you've got like the same five different instances which randomly occur you know you can find a, a spaceship or you can find an outpost but and you can find some weird animals that don't really do anything yeah they don't act as if they were supposed to like they don't yeah i had i struggled to find aggressive animals in my 40 hours worth of playing i found one and it was the size of a house and um, <laughs> i killed it really easily which was kind of disappointing um, and then i found another one exactly the same that wasn't aggressive and I fed it I think like an isotope or something and it did a poo or it it did it dropped something for me I can't remember 
<laughs> but yeah, you're right. The you you know you find the little outpost on the planet. It's one of like five or six alien dudes asking a question from a bank of what seems like maybe thirty. Like within twenty hours, you've done all those questions, and yep. let's say within thirty hours, you get to a point where you're just getting given the same fucking upgrades over and over and over again, or like upgrades that are worse than not even they're like side grades or the downgrades. Yeah, it's pointless. I just found like, why am I grinding to get a better gun when there's nothing to kill? That's it. Um, One of my buddies like, who was playing it at the time, he was like, "Oh, I'm so close to getting that top tier ship," and I was like, "Mate, take the ship you've got now, take it to the center and get it over with, because you're just going to save yourself like you know twenty, thirty hours that you could put into a game that's worth the money it costs, like." Fair enough, there are people enjoying it, right? Um, from the Steam statistics, we know there there were at least two to five hundred people per day worldwide playing it on PC, at least. Uh, and the new patch has pushed it up to about 8,000, which still isn't great. Uh, but yeah, there was, a, there was a hardcore contingent stick in there who were quite happy to sort of like wander around barren planets and mine rocks for no fucking reason. Um... I personally, and I think a large portion of the people that bought the game or have played it in any way, I don't think that that is a fun experience when you're not working towards it. I mean, technically you're working towards something, but it's not something that's worth it at the end of the day. Yeah, I I, I spent 30, 40 hours and I enjoyed that time. And then towards the end of it, I thought, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up. It's been a fun experience and I'll put it back on the shelf and... <clears throat> that's as much as what I wanted to get out of the game. I was yeah, enjoying it until I realised that I wasn't anymore. Like that whole yeah. debacle with my ship, and I got my ship back, and I kept playing, and I was quite happy. And I sort of stopped. I mean, I don't actually enjoy this, <laughs> so I put it down, and uh, I felt a bit. Bad. And your life is better for it. <laughs> yeah, like I felt a bit bad because it was a birthday present from my housemate, um, but. Like I mean, he he gets it. It's not a very good game. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. I, so long story short, I opened it. It's glitchy as fuck. So I closed it, and I turned on the division to see what that new patch was like. Mm. And the servers were down. <laughs> so I closed that. Did you? And I opened up Pokemon. Yep. And. It works, because it's a fucking Nintendo game, and they're rock solid. <laughs> but also, the game isn't very good, apparently. Actually, it's got a lot better. So, the first... It's got four or five islands. I can't remember which. <laughs> the first two islands are very tutorially and hand-holding, mm. and that's like the first 15, 10, 15 hours of the game. Wow. But once you get to the third island, the story kind of opens up, and it's a bit more exploration involved and it just gets a lot better so i've actually been enjoying it since then i think the because the opening of the games are really boring anyway because they normally just tell you you know they're designed for people who's brand new to the series to uh are you a boy or a girl yeah you're a boy or a girl what's your name uh, hey here's is a pokemon here's how you catch it oh i'll give you five pokeballs if you want you know that kind of stuff 
but the game gets a lot better and it's got quite a cool little story involved and I quite like it now. It's t- slowly turning into one of my favourite Pokemons. Mm. And I've got quite a good little team going now. Um, one of my favourite Pokemons is, do you know Geodude? Yeah, of course. One of the original, one of the original Pokemon. Geodude. Geodude. So he's got a funky haircut now. Oh, and God's sake. In the because all the a lot of original Pokemon have what's called an Alolan form, mm-hmm. which is because this is set in Hawaii. Uh, basically, the idea is the original Pokemon that are in Hawaii have um, a, a regional specific, so they've evolved differently over time. So Geodude, for example, is a rock electric type. Uh, oh, quite strange. That's a weird combo. Weird combo. So, like, electric moves don't phase it. He's bad against himself. I think it's more resistant to water. Um, no. Water gets wrecked by electric. Oh, le- sorry, less resistant to water? Yeah, but the rock wasn't very good against water anyway. No, so that kind of evens it out. So, instead of being uh, water attacks being super effective against it, it's just normal because the electric part evens it out. Hmm. So you get what I mean. Um, so yeah, he's, he's quite a cool Pokemon. I've evolved into a Gollum now, and he's got a big giant beard and mustache, and he looks pretty beastly. Gollum is second, isn't he? Graveler last. No, Graveler's the second. Oh, okay. So you took him right to the to the end. Yeah, yeah. I traded uh, with a friend because you have to trade him to uh, evolve him. Hmm. Like Gengar. Yeah, I traded Gengar and. Um, Gengar just looks normal because he's just a ghost. That's pretty cool. You shut your whole mouth. <laughs> Gengar's not just yeah. a ghost, he's the best ghost. He's the best ghost, I agree with that. He's one of the best ghosts. I've got a new best ghost on my oh, team. Okay. It's called it's called Mimic You. Oh. This sounds like a brand new one. It is a brand new one. Yeah. It basically looks like a, a very tatty anorexic Pikachu. Oh, I know what this is. I've seen it. Have you seen yeah. it? Yeah. It's quite cool because it starts off, it's got this ability called Disguise. So the first attack that happened that hits it doesn't actually do any damage because it hits a Disguise instead of the actual Pokemon. So it completely avoids the first attack, which is... Oh, there's um that happened in one of the older games too with... um. Yeah, someone else has that as well. Uh, it's the one that you can put in a microwave. I think. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's it's one that's like it's a ghost type. I think. Rotom. Yeah, like you put it. Rotom in Rotom is the one that is fire type, and you put it in a. Yeah, Rotom is the one that changes. Rotom is your Pokedex now. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> and I'm so supposed to be saying yes to things. So I just can't get on board. The hashtag new you isn't working. It is just <laughs> not like. Here's the thing about this having like 9,000 Pokemons now, right? <laughs> I can go into red, blue, yellow, green, leaf green was one, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, up until silver and gold and to some extent like platinum, diamond, pearl. I can build a team and come up against anything in that game and go, right, that's got about this stat range and I know that this is going to be very good against it and I know that my team is equipped to handle this not when there's like a million Pokemons I can't I can't keep them all straight in my head 
like <laughs> I think I said before, I'm not into it for the story. I, I play it like an RPG. I like to build a solid team and just wreck shit. Like, I don't know. I get into, you know, item training and IV and EV and everything. Yeah. Like, I don't get into that until the end game once... Uh, once I've got, I know we just play the game normally, play it for the story, play it as a character, and then the end game is me catching all the Pokemon. Um, I'm actually doing a challenge, which is creating a living Dex. Do you know what that is? Is that having all of them? Yeah, so like basically in your PC, yeah, in your PC box, basically having one of every single Pokemon in all evolution forms. There, I mean, you have to do some trading for a start. Yep, I've got about five or five or six hundred out of eight hundred, maybe. There's one called Gumshoes, which looks like Donald Trump. It does look like Donald Trump, but also it's like a detective. It's a weasel detective. <laughs> it's a stakeout Pokemon, apparently. And its ability is stakeout. Get some fucking ideas, Game Freak. Yeah, that's a problem. Like, especially with nostalgia as well. You know, like Pokemon was better in my day. You know, there's like they're more creative back then because they could be. But now, that one's Hawlucha, but fancy. That's a donkey. That's <laughs> I know they're, they're right out of cool animals. You know, they. I think they. They're so much uh, free reign with the first ones, with the first set, and, and to extend a second set that they've just. Completely I, kind of lost their way. I've just come across a Lowland Sand Shrew and I'm done. That's it. I'm done. I'm finished. I'm not playing this game. It's it's an ice type Pokemon. Ice Steel. Ice Steel, that's it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Was it not good enough being ground? Like, <laughs> can you not give it ground fire or, you know, something that actually fits the. No, I'm done. I've got Nine Towels, which is Ice Fairy. Fuck! <laughs> Ugh! Why does it need to be Ice Fairy? Why can't it be Fire Fairy? I could buy it well, that because it's a magical are... fucking fox. That's the way things are. That's the way oh, things are. Right, we're moving on. Yeah, go for it. Fucking Pokemons. I was talking to you about the other day. Well, actually, you were saying you don't really watch anime and you kind of want to watch some more. Oh, my anime is very limited. For example, I've watched <coughs> popular <laughs> things. <laughs> I've watched very popular things. I've watched you know, Akira, Ghost in the Shell, and I've watched a lot of Studio Ghibli stuff. Uh, hmm. um, and that's pretty much it, apart from the odd cartoon that I've seen, uh, which is you know li- mostly limited, like Pokemon, Digimon. I used to watch that in the day. So um, I went out into the depths of the internet to find some anime for you. Okay. Oh, you're going to love this. I'm going to give you some titles and you're going to tell me what you think they're about. Oh, cool. A game. This is a fun game. I like this. Okay. So, first up, Seco Boys. And I'll spell that. S E double K O Boys. What do you reckon that's about? Seco Boys. Is it about football? No. Is it about school boys? Are they in school? No. College? No. Are they some sort of warriors? No. 
No, okay. No, I'm lost. As if themed idol groups couldn't get any stranger, a team of actual Greco-Roman busts sings, poses, and are carted through their weird drama of the idol world in Secco Boys. This is literally like uh, plaster Roman busts that are uh, an idol group. Okay. So like a boy band, but they're just like, you know, fiction, uh, static Roman busts. Um, next up, we've got a uh, cat soup. What do you reckon that's about? Cat soup. <laughs> yes. I assume it's not a cookery show. No. Is it about an ancient warrior who's come from the past to the future to save something? That's Samurai Jack. That was... Uh, I still don't know what Samurai Jack is. <laughs> Fucking heathen. Um, um, is it the opposite way around? Someone's come from the future to the past to prevent something? No. It doesn't have time travel, does it? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you the description. Got him. After accidentally ripping his little sister's soul in half in a tug-of-war fight with death... <laughs> The cat, Nyata, must retrieve the other half. Nyata and his brain-dead sister journey through a disturbing world of death and magic and commit some murder along the way. They're cats, by the way. <laughs> How does that okay. grab you? Well, that's pretty odd. Pretty odd. Mm. Um, Mal- Mal- oh, I can't even say this one. <clears throat> Mawaru Penguin Drum. And I'm not even going to ask you to guess because it's fucking insane. Get this. Go for it. <laughs> a terminally ill girl is possessed and unknowingly held hostage by a penguin. Hat. Wait. But wait. And unknowingly held hostage by a penguin hat that brings her back from the dead. Her two brothers must work with three actual penguins to find the mysterious penguin drum and trade it for her life. Now, this is, of course, a scantily clad school age girl in a penguin hat um because fucking of course it is <laughs> jesus christ oh it's so much of this shit floating around out there uh b-boy kidnapping idol that's exactly what it sounds like it's a homosexual kidnap adventure um <clears throat> samurai girl real bout high school i'll let you guess that one Fucking hell. Is it about samurais in school? At Daimon High School, kids settle their disputes by dueling with each other in the school's official K-Fight battle arena. (laughs) (laughs) Ryoko Mitsurugi, samurai girl and undefeated K-Fight champion, is called upon by a mysterious priestess to protect the Earth from an invasion coming from the alternate universe of Sylvania. It was going okay until that end bit. <laughs> oh, Japan. Why? So weird. I, lo- I love how they have this creative freedom to, you know, that this this kind of shit would never get green-lighted over here. Oh, never in a million years. But over there, it's like, you know, the, whoever's making these have, like, the full creative freedom to do whatever the hell they want, and I love the hell out of that. Maybe some, like, Wicked and Wild Chris Morris project could get down on some of this stuff, but... um. Groove Adventure Rave. <laughs> I'd not, I don't have a description for that one because I didn't want to look at it. It looked very sort of 
homoerotic. Um, sexual. Mm, very sexual. God, there's all right, one more. <laughs> one more. Ah, my goddess. Flights of fancy specials. <laughs> Um, no idea. No idea. When Keiichi found his grandpa's diary and saw a treasure map inside, Skuld and Erd started to feel a great urge to search it. Search for it, I assume. With the company of his friends, Keiichi arrives to Honda Inn, the place indicated on the map. Once the party is inside, they meet Honda Chico who seems to share a certain promise with Keiichi. Apart from all that confusion, it's time for Keiichi to have enough courage to say the words, I love you, to Bell Dandy. Who the fuck is Bell Dandy? Where did she come from? She wasn't in that whole thing. We had Skuld and Erd, and then suddenly there's Bell Dandy at the end. That's an awesome name, Bell Dandy. Bell Dandy, yeah. It's kind of like my elite name, but not quite. Oh... And another butler's open. Mm, another one bites the dust. You uh, talk about that while I go and make a gin and tonic. Okay. So this is Jaw Brew Reef, which is uh, advertised as a zesty light beer. Let's read it. Let's read it. This beer has a piquant bite that will cut through a first with a burst of hoppiness and leave a satisfying aftertaste. And it's brewed in Scotland by Jaw Brew. Let's give it a taste. Hmm. Not my favourite beer. It's a bit too malty for my liking, but it's okay. It's drinkable, but I wouldn't choose to drink this again. But um, well done, Scotland. You're fast becoming big brew, uh, big beer brewers. Um, my favourite of which being Brewdog at the moment. They've got so many cool different varieties and flavours and high quality control. But this one's too malty, but I'll drink it. Might be someone's taste, but not mine. And now we wait for Carl to return. And now Carl has returned. Rad. I've got an alcoholic beverage. More gin, more tonic. More gin, more tonic. Dash lemon this time. Dash lemon? Is that a slice or are you squeezing stuff in? I've got like um, Jif lemon juice from Pancake Day. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so you've got an embarrassing story to tell. Mm, yeah. Um, it's kind of an old story, but it got dredged up again this week when I, um, well, I guess I started the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so as I've said before, I work in a shop and, um, overnight and uh quite a lot of police come in this shop female police and uh there's there was one who um you know she'd come in after her shift had finished and you know plain clothes i thought oh, she's really really nice she seems like a really nice person i'd like to take her on a date you know i'm an upstanding young man this is something that could probably be achieved <clears throat> so uh, this is maybe maybe a year ago now i think so I worked up the nerve. It's like, um, can I take your number? And she gave me a fucking badge number. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I was oh, okay. Why did you want that? And I was like, oh, just um, for reference. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so this week she, I think maybe for the first time, or at least the first time I've seen her, came back in the shop, and she like she could have just gone about a business like and just pretended nothing had happened. Bearing in mind like a year's gone by, she fucking came in and she's like, I realised shortly after that you were after my phone number and I was like yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny that <laughs> oh I'm, I'm not interested I was like yeah no I get it I'm, I'm fine I, I understand that's you know no need to bring it up again I am at work Jesus Christ <laughs> that, yeah so that happened um, sort of demasculated me a little bit but that's fine I've got gin and tonic <laughs> No. Oh, I'm that's pretty great. Chronically single, and I've learned to accept it. It's fine. Fainting. Stay single. Stay single because we might find a suitor for you in Japan. In Nippon. Yeah, I'll bring someone back. Get in, a citizenship uh, in fucked up Britain. Do you want to come live? I wasn't thinking of you bringing anyone back. I was thinking of you staying out there. Do you know, I would in a heartbeat. And embracing the Japanese life, so then I've always got a place to stay. <laughs> I, that's what I try to do. I'm trying to get a sofa in every country. Mm. <laughs> that's that's my goal to have a friend sofa in every country. I've got one in Holland, um, one in Italy. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure he'd be okay with it. And one in Germany, maybe. Nowhere as good as Japan, though. <laughs> Oh, we're going to Japan, Dean. Japan, Japan, Japan. And um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Oh, we're going to Japan, yeah. I can't, I can't wait to report on our... I think we're going to record one ex- there, aren't we? Experience. We're going to record one there. Yeah, definitely. I think maybe definitely. Like towards the end, we'll sit down in the morning and... and uh, Have a recap of what happened. Shit, maybe my housemate will make an appearance because he's going to be there too, apparently. Oh, yeah. I'll get him on there. More than welcome. You can all hear how much of a stand-up guy he is. <laughs> nah, he's alright. I like him. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I'm so excited for that. Um, we spent the day yesterday discussing, like, cool shit that we can do in Japan, and it turns out we can what rent touristy fucking sh- stuff. Yeah, we can rent a goat. We can rent a goat. Who gives a fuck about we tourist can, shit when you can have a goat for a bit? Yeah, just walk around with a little goat in Japan. Hopefully it'll be... If it's anything, like when I rode Mario Karts last year, uh, last time I went, i done this Mario Kart thing where you drive go-karts around the streets of Japan, the streets of Tokyo. I assume you need a driving license for that. Dressed as Mario, you do need a driving license. Yeah. Oh. So you're screwed. Mm-hmm. But um, just everyone was just like smiling, laughing, looking, taking photos, waving. Mm. And it was so cool. So I, I imagine if you rented a goat and walked along the streets, people would probably do the same. Look at those guy jeans with that goat. What are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> what idiots. <laughs> Fucking guy jeans. Yeah, no, we just um, rent like. I wonder how many goats they'll let you have at one time. And if they'll also mm. let you rent a wheelchair. I don't like where this is going. Goat Santa. <laughs> Dishing out candies to the Japanese people. <laughs> <laughs> With my sleigh made of a wheelchair and some goats. 
fucking march. <laughs> fucking like a procession through the street. Yeah, chucking sweets <laughs> and like little gashapon toys at Japanese people. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome from your benevolent leader. <laughs> yeah, it's a Western thing. Goat Santa is a complete Western thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's the Russian equivalent. Gonna make it happen. Do you, do you know that KFC are very popular over there at Christmas time for doing Christmas dinners? <laughs> what? Yeah, they do like fried, they do like roast chicken and roast turkey. Is there a big Christian contingent in Japan? For some reason, Japan sees KFC as a very Christmassy place. So they've just kind of like adapted to it. I know I definitely want to go and meet the the mascot for Pizza Hut, Cheese-kun. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He looks pretty special. He's just a blob of cheese. And um, Kit Kats. Kit Kats are pretty cool. Mm, I've had some of those already from um, various gifts and uh, like sweet boxes and stuff. I like. Did you notice at the back of Kit Kats in uh, back of Japanese Kit Kats, they've got a to and a from where you can write really names on there. Yeah, like little gift presents. <clears throat> yeah, and that's because and um, and Nestle noticed that their sales in Japan used to spike. In February every year? Valentine's. No. Oh. Exam season. <laughs> in Japanese, kitu katu is something that you say to people. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, good luck on your exams or, you know, uh, something similar to that. It means like good luck or the hard work you've put in is worth it or, you know, something very Japanese, weirdly translated in this english so yeah think of it as like japanese good luck kitu katu um and kit kats have a very similar name you know kit kat kitu katu kit kat so as a gift students and people would give people who take people would give students kit kats as gifts huh as a way of saying kitu katu good luck well I or good 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 fortune yeah so that's why now in japan they've kind of caught on to this and make all these exclusive flavors and make a big event in February and write, they put these to and from fields on the back so you can write on there to whoever from whatever and give it as gifts. Yeah, Kitu Katu. Yeah, they also have Strawberry Red Bull. They do. Oh, we're going in early March, so it'll be just before Sakura season, which is the cherry blossom, mm. uh, blossom season. There is a cherry blossom Red Bull, isn't there? Um, that's what I'm going to say in the early March that's when all the cherry blossom exclusive flavours of things come out yeah so that's good so they've got like bright pink Pepsi and mm. and cherry blossom Kit Kats I had last time they were amazing I'm glad that we don't live in Australia because we'd never be able to take any of this stuff home if we did <laughs> as it stands we can just fill our fucking coffers with like yeah, I'm going with the most emptiest suitcase ever so I can bring a shit ton of cheap stuff yeah, back. When we book the Airbnb, it needs to have a washing machine because I'm going to take two pairs of trousers, two sets of underwear, <laughs> and two sets of socks and two shirts. And the rest, Sounds good the rest of my suitcase is just going to be fucking barren. And I'm going to fill it with <laughs> Gundam kits and all kinds of cool sweets. Um, probably some swords because I'm a fucking nerd like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um I was actually looking up because I know which flight, uh, which like flight provider 
we're using now. So I was looking up their baggage restrictions this morning and then like looking at purchasing, <laughs> like, because I know you can have one carry on and one like proper luggage. I was like, right, what's the maximum size I can have for all this shit I want to bring home? Like all this absolute guff that I want to bring back with me. That's my whole thing. I'm, Japan is like a big blue water to me. I'm going to, or like a big shopping center. I'm going to have a fun time. Second to last day, buy all the things. And then if there's any <laughs> space in your suitcase, it's getting taken up as well. <laughs> Good luck with that. I've got, I've got a ton of space. But yeah, that's no, going to be really cool. It's going to be a great trip and I can't wait for it. And um, I think we should probably start to wrap it up um, but I've just got a pooping game to talk about beforehand. Yeah, I'm intrigued. You, uh, I know the title, but you um, didn't... Oh, Elaborate. Soon as we yes. uh, did Pokemon, and I know we talked about Nintendo Switch last week oh. and the week before, just going to quickly throw out that the, the whole you heard it here first thing may have cursed uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild because it's apparently not going to be available at launch. Hmm. That's a bad sign, isn't it? I don't know if you see what No Man's Sky's managed to do in six months of being released. Yeah, this game then, has been in development for so long. Yeah, if they, I don't care, I don't care how long it's in development, I know I'm going to get a great game at the end of it, so. I mean, that's the console seller, though. I mean, this is the thing that everyone assumed was going to be the console seller, like the thing that's going to make it worth buying a Nintendo Switch at launch. It still can be. It doesn't have to, you know, it doesn't have to have a strong launch to have a yeah, it does. Strong sales after it doesn't. This is what it's, went wrong with the 3DS. They they released it and it had Street Fighter, a shit Splinter Cell port, and that was it. I think in this country, it's two games you could get. No, it had a few more games, but 3DS has actually sold pretty well in general. Yeah, uh, since once it started making, you know, games, but like, yeah, I don't think it's going to sell particularly well unless there's a strong launch lineup. People have been burned by the Wii U. Hmm. I think it, it can certainly pick up. It doesn't need a strong, the strongest launch. Maybe it's me being a, a Nintendo apologist. But Not the strongest, but just a strong launch. Like, Yeah, we still don't know what they got planned. And plus, no one knows if it's delayed or not. You know, Nintendo hasn't officially said anything. I think this is, if you look for the sources of this, it's probably just, some random blog which is speculating maybe we'll see but um, nintendo hasn't you know you can't it's same with apple everyone says you know the new apple things is delayed it's a march launch isn't but it nothing's nothing's delayed uh, you know we've, we've been given no release date for for it you yeah, know, I mean, it's got a very ambiguous release date nintendo switch itself is supposed to be march, march isn't it march, we might yeah. get to play with it in japan we might yeah i might even buy one if it works out cheaper because yeah, exchange they're, rates they're probably um and not they're unlocked yeah probably not region locked so i'll double check that and possibly buy one and play it on the way back oh we can play it on the plane oh yeah, we can. we're not going back at the same time uh we might not be ah we might be we might not be i don't know yet ah never mind uh it's fine i'm sure even me or my housemate will buy one if it's worth it but pooping game pooping game so i've been playing burrito bison mm. which is it's an old flash game that i've played and it's quite a good game it's basically you're this mexican wrestler luchador 
Is that his name? Like a masked wrestler. Uh, masked wrestler, yeah. Kind of, kind of like a luchador. And he's... Um, and he launches himself off a wrestling ring and jumps on jelly babies and sweets, which sounds really odd. And like, basically your goal is to keep him bouncing as long as you can. Oh, uh, yeah, I know this game. This, it's been you know around for a while in various forms. It has, yeah. It started off as an old flush game. So that's how I know it. And there's loads of power-ups you can get. And basically you earn money by jumping on things. And then you can buy more power-ups, which allows you to progress further which allows you to buy more power-ups. So it's quite a good little game just to poop with. It's like, you know, you got, it's good like 30 seconds to like two minutes, three minutes worth of game time. Is that free? Um, I believe it's free and it's got some mm. nice free-to-play bits in it. Because I know you can play this uh, maybe not where you live. I don't know what it's like up there, but in pubs around here, you can play this on those like uh, quiz machines. Oh no, it's not that. Advanced it's not a. Um, it's not a wrestler in this case. I think it's normally like a little monkey, but it's the same game. Yeah, same concepts. You, you launch a thing from a thing and try and keep it bouncing and continuing as long as possible. But like I said, I'd say this. It's mm-hmm. an enjoyable concept. I like it a lot. <laughs> it is. It's a really well polished game. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the freemium doesn't really get in the way that much. Good. Um, basically, you can unlock these pinatas. If you hit a pinata while you're going along, to at the end of the game, once you've crashed into a wall, or once you've reached the end or stopped, you can either watch a video, watch a video ad to unlock the pinata, mm. or just skip it. And the pinata basically, you tap it a few times and it unlocks a few goodies. So you've got a choice of watching an advert or continuing the game as normal. Uh, normally, I cheat and just put airplane mode on so the, the ad doesn't load <laughs> and a pinata works normally. So that's a little pro tip there. That sounds like some Android tomfoolery to me. <laughs> I remember someone telling me that they got um, the APK for Final Fantasy IX mm. and that if you put it in airplane mode when you launched it, it was fine because it wouldn't check Google servers for the like the purchase confirmation or whatever. I was like, man, that's skeezy. That game's worth the money. Buy it. Yeah, I do that I do that a lot with these. If I download a free-to-play game, chances are I will block the network access to it. Mm. Yeah, um, Unfortunately, on iOS, you can only do that on... Uh, you can only block it access in the mobile network. So you stop it accessing 3G, 4G. You can't stop it from accessing the Wi-Fi, so... Can you just go to settings and turn all your connections off? Yeah, no, I can turn Wi-Fi off, and but, you know, just if I play it on 3G or 4G, I don't get to see ads because that app doesn't have any access to the network to pull the ads down. Okay. So, essentially, it's an airplane mode without me having to keep toggling my phone to airplane mode, but... Yeah, it's worth doing, stuff like that. Cool. Um, so, we're wrapping up, then. Wrap up. Yep. So thanks for listening again. Week seven, you can find the show notes of all the shite we talked about at codenamechicken.church slash seven. Yep. We're on Facebook and. Oh, yeah, go on. I was just going to say it's looking. Um, I still don't think we've nailed it down, but it's looking to be about Wednesday, Thursday release dates. Seems to be what it works out to at the moment, which, you know, it's pretty cool. I can get down with that. Yeah. Yep. It's actually cycled. 
it cycled quite far from what we originally aimed for, but <laughs> yeah, know. I think we record like the weekend or beginning of the week, and then we release like midweek, mid yeah. mid to end week. Yeah, we want it there for when that week gets bullshit. So that, you know, <laughs> as it gets closer to Friday, you need a little podcast going into work. You got you know a couple of little British dummos in your ear to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> on your commute about dumb shit. That's fine. What, uh, yeah, what could you want? Same as Dean said, thank you, thank you, thank you very, very much for listening. Um, and if you can rate us on iTunes, just do it. It takes a few seconds and it makes us incredibly warm, happy, fuzzy, and it helps get this show a little bit of exposure, which helps it out in the long term. And yeah, do we you, do this all for fun anyway. Do but you get to see it, who rates? No, you get to see who writes reviews. Somewhat, okay. uh, basically you get to the username of whoever's wrote a review. Yeah, so get this. If you write a review, you get a shout-out on the podcast. If you yeah. do a tweet with the hashtag cluck cluck son or get clucked, you get a shout-out on the podcast. And if you uh, do, I guess, anything on the Facebook, yeah, you probably get a shout-out on the podcast. I'd rather you went to the Twitter or on the iTunes. Because <laughs> the iTunes team will have to deal with it. And the Twitter, I like using a bit more than Facebook at the moment. <laughs> That's cool. Yes, yeah, so something something weird happened on Twitter. This this guy called oh, yeah. Connor Connor Dexter two at Connor Dexter two. <laughs> he just said like at Connor Chicken, can you follow me, please? <laughs> so I tweeted him back, but why? He said please. So I tweeted him back, but why though? And he hasn't replied, so he can't want me to follow him that bad. Oh, but I don't, I, I don't really get why he done that. I don't know. Um... He does that to a lot of different accounts, like to Microsoft and uh, a few other big accounts. And then randomly, he's just done our account. He doesn't even follow us. Like He's asking us to follow him, but he doesn't follow us. So we, um, our very, very cool and very professionally done logo was used in the advert for a uh, podcast app. Oh, yeah. Completely, um, well, as far as I'm aware, completely uh, un, what's the word I'm looking for? We didn't. We didn't ask for that to happen. <laughs> we didn't ask, or were um, we wasn't told either. <laughs> I'm told no. It just it was just a nice surprise to see. So, yeah. um, I made friends with a guy called Oshin in Dublin a few weeks ago, or in uh, Killarney in Ireland a few weeks ago at his conference, and he is half of Supertop, which makes this iOS app called Castro, which is a great, 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 great. Uh, podcast <laughs> you did that last week <clears throat> great 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 very great great quite great, great. <laughs> quite great yeah no so it's a really good podcast app so um hmm. i was actually searching for it the other day under the assumption that it was called super top <laughs> no that's the company so um, i didn't read the tweet i just looked at the picture <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's a really good uh, podcast app, and it's got these really cool diff- animations as well. They put a lot of time and thought into animations, mm. and they've got this very cool concept, which is of how to look at podcasts, which is um, basically uh, their app is basically a triage for podcasts. So, like new new podcasts come in, and then you decide whether to like archive it or add it to your queue, and then your queues are like, always playing. So like Tinder for podcasts. <laughs> Not at all. But, uh, actually, kind of similar. Kind of similar. Instead of swiping left or swiping right, you're saying like, no, I don't want this, or yes, stick it in my queue. 
yeah, you either archive it for later or leave it in your inbox or add it to your queue. And then like your queue is always kind of there and playing and you can automate some of the stuff as well. Oh, so things automatically so go into different queues. It's not it's, just like telling you things. It's like inbox is stuff that you subscribe to and that has been released and queue is stuff that you've queued up to play. Yeah. I, yeah. I get it now. I thought it was like throwing you random suggestions, which I wasn't really cool with. But. No, no, no. It's like you can add it to the top of the queue or you can add it to the bottom of the queue. So yeah. do you want to hear it next or last? And then you can program it. You know, I love this podcast. I love Codename Chicken. I always want that to be the top of the queue when it comes out. I listen to a lot of podcasts and thankfully I'm bang up to date with all of them. I listen to them as they come out. But with <laughs> things like Japan coming up, I'm going to get behind. And that's going to be a lot of hours to catch up on, like when you've got a podcast for every day of the fucking week. Uh, well, we've got 16 hours worth of flights there and back. So. Uh, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that. I'm going to try and save some in the run up. Um, yeah. You know, maybe get some films and stuff. It's going to be hard because we need to. Um... There, there must be in flight entertainment. No, no, there is in flight entertainment. It's got pretty much all the latest films. They Maybe I'll finally watch Iron Man. They might have the new Star Wars. I think they had the new Star Wars in March. Oh, so yeah, we're probably not going to see Rogue One together. Uh, we should do at some point, though, I think, because we watched uh, The Force Awakens together. I'm pretty sure they had The Force Awakened in the plane hmm. when I went to Tokyo this year. I'm pretty sure they did. Well, hopefully they have Rogue One um, uh, on the plane. Um, uh, this is dragging yeah. on forever now, but... Uh, then we can watch it together. <laughs> re Rogue One. Yep. I know last week I pimped my uh, Instagram. Uh, mm -hmm. Keep an eye out there because I think I'm going to be scratch building the robot from from Rogue One. Um, oh, okay. Which is is called uh, K2SO. Not mm -hmm. quite as catchy as R2D2 or BB8, but there you go. Um, is that the one that's voiced by Alan Turdike? Turdike. Tudic. Is that Tudic? Wash from Firefly. Wash from Firefly. That's yeah, it. he mocapped it as well. Um, yeah, there's not too much reference around for it at the moment, but um, once I've you know got a, a lot of screenshots and stuff going, I'm gonna you know make that thing from scratch. That's gonna be my my next big project after this gun down I'm working at the moment. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out there. Maybe that will happen quite soon. Hopefully. I've got all the materials ready. I just need, you know, pictures to go from. <laughs> just to pimp my Instagram again. So, wrapping it up. Um, you can find us at Codename Chicken on Twitter, slash Codename Chicken on Facebook. Yep. You can email us at cluck at codenamechicken.church. And individually, you can find me on Facebook at Crafty Dino. Do you mean Twitter? Did I say what did I say? Facebook. Oh, we don't want them on our personal Facebooks. I don't want anyone on my personal Facebook. No, I don't want you on my um, personal Facebook. <laughs> I can tolerate you. It's, it's all the other idiots I can't stand. It's um, yeah. So find me on Twitter at Craftino. Find you on Twitter at Pisspound, <laughs> and your Instagram as well is pretty good to follow. It's at sod underscore ape. Yeah, and all links are in the show notes. Codename chicken church slash seven yeah uh, apparently i'm quite attractive to modeling agencies and um la promoters whatever that means yeah so you're um you're building these gundam models using the hashtag modeling 
Uh, among others. Uh, among others. And then all these model agents, yeah. you know, uh, in keep, LA have started following you. I keep and liking photographers. your photos. Photographers especially will go onto my photo and put a, um, a, a comment which is like, so sweet or really cool or something. And you know they're not looking at it. No, it's all automated shit based on the hashtag. The last one that happened was that I was putting LEDs into plastic jets to make it look like they were, you know, lit up or whatever. And I had this photographer from like LA or something was like, oh, so sweet. And it's like, you don't know what you're looking at, you dickhead. <laughs> I looked at your Instagram. It's full of pictures of gingers. <laughs> Specifically gingers. It was kind of weird, actually. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's what's going on in my life right now, I guess. But yeah, we're done. Wrapping it up. Claps and clicks. Boom. Episode seven in the fucking can.